Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 2nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing good. Victory Monday. <laughs> are we talking about the bracelet boy? One half of the bracelet boy, Brian Gay, is BG. mitigating the... BG got it done before the Bears. I knew that no matter what, I'd be in a good mood on this Sunday. Oh, God. Unbelievable win down in Bermuda. Do we need to start? Are we starting with the happy stuff first? People yeah. seem yeah. Let's talk about the eager happy to hear stuff. us bemoan our football team's losses. But um, unbelievable win. He's not. I saw it described as this is the bridge to the Champions Tour because he's got his card for two years. He's that old. He's been around that long. He's playing playing against Wyndham Reward Clark, who wasn't even born basically when he was getting out of college. Uh, a fantastic win. Uh, he made nine birdies over his last 14 holes. How about the we shot on 18? How about the... Un- go in the hole. <laughs> How about the little swagger? He's walking after. He's like, oh, just go in the hole. How about... Guy's seen and done it at all. Just in general, the guy's almost 50 and wearing a flat brim, you know? <laughs> Formerly had frosted tips. I mean, the guy is just a style icon. He's formerly like he's still kind of borderline he might be i don't know i it seems like he hasn't fully let go of the, the the kind of the spike tip look but uh yeah team sentinel spine he's, you know sponsored by spine reconstruction company hey not the best advertisement i must say in the interest of equal time you know we're not as far as i know we're, we haven't been bought and paid for by sentinel spine but bad luck for them with da points on Friday, did you see old Da coming back? Like, so he's got he's repping Sentinel Spine. Yeah, now. so he's just in the boat. That's a great. It's some favorites: it's Rory Sabatini, uh, you know Brian Gay, DA Tiger Points, Woods, a little known Tiger Woods. You know he's kind of on the outskirts <laughs> of this discussion, but um, I felt horrible. The pride of Pekin, as you call him, Da Points. I, I, he looked horrible. <laughs> He couldn't, like, he had neck surgery or something. Couldn't tee up his ball. At one point, he's, like, over the ball. And he couldn't, like, pull the trigger. He couldn't, he, like, backed off. He, like, had somebody in his group hit again to see if he could get loose. And the other guys felt terrible for them. They're awkward, like Charlie Hoffman and somebody else. It's like, this guy looks like he's going to collapse. I felt terrible for him. He was somehow putting to, like, make the cut. I'm not sure if he made it or not, but he was competitive enough. But he couldn't even tee up his ball. He couldn't even swing. He was stopping and needing breaks, letting other guys play while he could get his back and neck in order. It was this very serious situation. It looked quite painful. But while we're on the subject of Sentinel Spine, I just have to say, it wasn't the best advertisement for Sentinel Spine as this guy just looks decrepit out there. <laughs> one, time, one time I played a match against a guy that, like, he, like, pulled a calf on the first tee. Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> he was he like couldn't How does that happen? I don't know. He was he was an older guy, but he like yeah. pulled the cap and he was like, ah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Then like the rest of the route, and I I was I kept being like, are you are you okay, you know? And this yeah, guy was yeah. like an old grinder, but it was really funny. He goes, you know, one time I was playing Ryan Moore in the in the pub links. He he made Ooh. some match play in the pub links, and his yeah. he's like my back gave out. And I mean, I was on the ground rolling around like Jason <laughs> Jason Day. Day style, and that asshole didn't even come by to say. Ask if I was okay. So that's the, you know, one of my Ryan Moore Ryan stories. Ryan Moore. There you, I love this meandering path we've gone from, you know, Brian complimenting Gay. Brian Gay to DA points to calf injuries and Ryan Moore being an asshole. That's quite a, you know, a sequence of events. I like it. Um, <laughs> that's a good story. Any reaction to Brian Gay winning other than, hey, it's great. It's unbelievable. I, 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 I mean, I knew Wyndham Clark wasn't going to make his putt. When you see Brian Gay, you're staring down the barrel, Brian Gay charging at you. It's like, what's the three putts start to creep in? The 10 footers look like 20 footers. It's just an issue. I mean, important win here. It gets him him tied with Ricky. And, you know, the the other guy that it gets him equal with that people don't talk about is the Swedish pancake. And I'm going to be here and I'm going to say, Brian Gay should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what Hall of Fame? The Golf Hall the of Fame. Florida SEC Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, he's a great SEC golfer. Accomplished uh-huh. only, only four-time first-team All-SEC golfer ever. And he's got yeah. as many wins as Ricky. And half as many activations. <laughs> half. I, I think he was sponsored by like a ED pill too at one point. You go and look at his old website. There's all sorts of these like just black market type brands. Not like the fancy insurance companies that sponsor Ricky. But you know how a couple ahead. years ago or a couple episodes ago? Not a couple years. Jesus. <laughs> a couple episodes. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. yeah uh, we're worse for the wear. Worse for the wear. A couple uh, episodes ago, we talked about how you, you, it's okay to say no to money. I don't think Brian Gay has ever said no to money. No, God, no, <laughs> no. He's, he's, yes. That, I think this is also kind of a testament to the idea of like if you if you go to shorter courses or set up courses shorter, more guys could win. You know, it becomes Ryan less. Was becomes involved. less about distance. Ryan Armour had a great quote uh, over the week yeah. on Thursday about how this was a golf course. You can't just hit it over everything, you know, yep. and it, it yep. was refreshing that, that that's the case. And it, it's 6,800 yards. It was windy, which obviously is a big benefit of being on a sea, on an ocean, like you get wind. Um, right. But right. shorter is kind of i think the way to go is you'd see you, you're gonna have lower scores guys are gonna hit lots of wedges but at the end of the day you'll see different styles of play which is what makes the game most compelling in my opinion i just i i, I go ahead the, i like i i revel when when guys like brian gay win big win i mean that shot into 18 in regulation was amazing from like a side hill you know not a terrible eye but not perfect and 
he just throws it up there and it comes back and he's telling it to go in the hole. It was very and meanwhile you got Wyndham Reward like hitting it three forty. Yeah. Up the up the shoot there on eighteen and wedging it in. It was it was a good contrast in styles. I so I'm already seeing it happening. Little elements, grand pronouncements, grand takes. Well, Brian Gay just won. There's not a distance problem. Yeah. We don't need to change anything. <laughs> like this this we're good. Like if there was a real distance problem, Brian Gay couldn't win. Like this is the most Trojan horse, I mean, empty house of cards. I don't know what metaphor I'm trying to use right now. Argument like this is not proof that there's no distance problem. Can I can I make a separate point? And Brian too? Gay won. Go ahead. Brian Gay won, and Stewart sinks second in the FedEx Cup. There's no distance problem. <laughs> These can we and can we stop the use of the term distance debate? I think. And somebody gave, talked to me about this the other day. You know, I, I mentioned it's like Frank Luntz. Are you familiar with Frank Luntz at all? He's like this like language expert and pollster and stuff, mostly Republican side. And uh, that's I used it a couple of weeks ago. I didn't explain it well. But like distance debate is this like Luntzian word salad. So Luntz is generally credited with like he wrote this memo in early 2000s saying we got to stop calling it global warming because that sounds scary and menacing. We got to call it climate change. So he like, you know, he messes with words like that to make yeah. it sound more appealing to the masses and uh distance debate, I think falls in that category because it, it gives like one side, like some legitimacy that like there's an argument, there is no credibility. There are no two sides here. There's reality. There's, Don't there's tell Brandel that, that there's no debate. There's there's maybe about what you do next we could talk about, but the ball is going as far as it's going. That's not like you can't say, oh, it's 380. It, it went 380. There's a, <laughs> the, the balls are going farther than ever. The driver heads are, in fact, bigger than ever. Courses like mid-irons are not being hit. Like there are the facts. There's no debate. There's the reality of the situation on the ground. And like we use this term distance debate as a catch-all that I think like – there's reality and then there's those who try to are obfuscating and like muck up that reality to make it seem like it's all these things that are causing it that you know to avoid the as actually talking about the root cause but there is no actual distance debate there are two sides of the argument what do you want to call it actually happening what's your i don't know i don't know the ball going the ball goes too damn far what about the distance conundrum and I, you know, whatever I had to make headlines. I was an editor for a little, like, yeah, distance debate is a nice two word thing that fits in the headline title, but I'm done with that whole phrase forever. I'm out on it. And if I use it, I probably use it again because it's ingrained in my head. But again, I think it, it lends a sense of weight and credibility to one side of an argument that just doesn't exist is all I would say. All right. Rant over, but let's not use Brian Gay as some sort of salve and exhibit of why there's not a distance issue because he was able to win at a 6,800 yard golf course. Right. Right. It'd be, so, it'd be like if you went only attended uh Harbor town every year and then you concluded there's no distance problem on the PGA tour. Well, it's like a golf course that does the best job at mitigating distance on tour. Um, right. You know, right. do you know, so Brian Gay, do you know how many starts he had until he won for the first time on tour? How many starts he made before his first It was one? a ton, right? I mean, he turned pro in like 94, 95, I want to say. Yeah, and he won first time at, at the Cave Bunker. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Like 2004 or something? 2008. 293 starts before his first win. And now he's in the Ricky zone. Ricky territory. He's got as many W's as Ricky. So so he won Mayakoba. Of course, that mitigates distance well. Uh Then he went and he won... He had maybe arguably the greatest tournament of all time at Heritage, where he won by 10, where he stopped Boo Weekly dead in his tracks. Yep. Um, then he won uh, St. Jude. So he won an okay. office, office Classic. TBC and a Tech. Hey, someone sent us a picture of a course in Arizona. I got to post it to Instagram. Where you literally, you uh, one of the tea to green or green to tea walks is through an office park, and one of the company is called Inatech. I, I shit you not, you walk past the entrance Inatech to a to an office. All right, continue. Did, I'll did post you see, that later. Did you see the old course at Broken Sound? There's a lot of office buildings adjacent to the old course. <laughs> old course, yeah. The old course hotel. I heard I I had the, the telecast came on, and I heard somebody say, "Oh, it's just uh, the guys just love it here at the old course." And then it was like there was like a, there was like a twenty second delay, and then it was like at Broken Sound. <laughs> hey, why did I would love the, one week? One week, give me one week where the announcers are just like, you know what, the guys don't like it here. This course sucks. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. They hate it. They don't like being here. That would be good. Give, give me we one, one week. week. It's like, well, they actually hate being here, <laughs> Lanny. They don't like it. That's why That's why this is the worst field of the year, because they don't like coming here. It's It's because we're playing golf in the south in the middle of the summer. Barbasol. We're playing in Kentucky in August. So guess what? Guys don't show up. They aren't crazy about this stop. They only come if they have to come. They need the points. Uh, Why why did um, why did that get split? Why did the playoff get relegated to split screen for like some middle (laughs) of the start of the final round of Champions Tour? I posted this to it's a playoff on the PGA Tour, and they got they got to bump it so they can show us early round coverage on the Champions. At one point, they were like Gene Sowers was hitting like a wedge shot, and these guys are playing the playoff hole. Why can't they get the full screen going? Who cares about the Timber Tech also, Championship at the you old know, it's course? Like, it's not like down. it's somewhat of an interesting playoff too. You got this old guy. Right. Right. You know, trying to, you know, fighting off the Champions Tour, resisting the Champions Tour. And then you got a young guy that's trying to win for the first time who's been really close a few times, you know? Right, right. So right. I could not believe that was split screen. I, I, I don't know why, because it's all the same organization, right? It's PGA Tours. It's both PGA. T- but who's got the weight that they're throwing Timber, around? TimberTech. Maybe TimberTech's <laughs> on the hook for more that we don't know about. Timber Tech's like building a kicked in a nice big deck at the Pontevedra Clubhouse where they got maybe some sort of abatement and they're building out some huge patio and it's like, well, you know, you got to give us the full coverage allotment if we're going to give you this deck for free, you know, instead of the $17 million driveway or whatever. What are Brian Gay's um, career earnings? Do we have? Oh, my God. Do you want you know what they are? 
I'm gonna guess These guys that played he's forever. I'm gonna guess that he's uh thirty eight million. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's I mean this is the Yahoo page, so it's a little probably a little bit more. I don't know much how much he's played internationally. I got twenty three. Twenty three forty six. <laughs> 38 million. <laughs> He's played forever. He's been a pro since 1994. Uh, overlap with the Tiger era a lot. The big purses. He, has he gotten God. 300 made cuts? His headshot is just like <laughs> what you see on like a plastic surgeon brochure or something. It's like ridiculous. Strip mall plastic. Go ahead. What? I mean, what was your question again? I can't even remember. <laughs> Okay. Well, Brian Gay has his kitty. I don't have much else on the Bermuda. It seems like a good event. We've now had Brendan Todd and Brian Gay in back-to-back years. Who would be your ideal winner? On it's considering this trend of a, kind of a poofer, um, somebody who's got a little character, a little flair, a little history. You know, an underdog for us. Ours, I, I thought I was thinking maybe like a Luke Donald, but he's almost been too good in the past. For him to win, like that, he was number one in the world. Let Brian Gay, Brendan Todd didn't. Let touch me give that. you. Let me give you next year's ideal story. It's okay. a re, it's a redemption story. Are you going with Spieth? Please don't. Talk. Okay. It's a redemption and and okay. underdog David versus Goliath story. Okay. Da points comes back to the scene of his most <laughs> embarrassing career moment, where he you know physically is just at a at a loss. And breaks the PR curse at the same time in Bermuda. Oh my God, he's got yeah, that's right. He's cursed as well. We tend to associate it with all these young guns, Hovland and yeah. Fino. Don't forget, it was you, you know, it was. It's been a long time since he won uh, with uh, Bill Murray at AT and T. Oh yeah, sure, sure. That's right. The curse. Uh, to be clear, I felt horrible for the guy. I, I, I was not like a subject of amusement. It, I don't know that he was embarrassed. I felt it was really hard to watch. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, it's a, coming back to a low moment. He it's redemption. Central spine gets their storybook ending. Yeah. Back to back years. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. What, well, what anything was, else? Remember when Club Pro guy tweeted about Brian Gay's uh, distance <laughs> yeah. and, and his wife got all in Club Pro guy's grill? I think it was his wife, his mom. <laughs> I think Brian Gay's mom was on Twitter going at Club Pro. It was one of those fake graphics about <laughs> something about Cameron Champ, like making fun of Gay hitting it, whatever, two sixty five or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> He's got Brian Gay's mom just going both <laughs> both barrels at him. Uh, do you anything think, else on the court? Here's oh, my next. Do you think uh, 2021 Masters Brian Gay's a favorite? No, no, I don't. I don't think he's favorite at all. I, I I'd be surprised if he makes the cut. To be honest, with you. how did he's been a pro for 25 years? Like had his card all those years. He's only played in two Masters. He's won four times. That's kind of hard to do, right? I well, mean, I think Mayakoba was opposite field, right? When he won right, the first right, time. Right. So I, I don't know. It's, I, I know so Masters and Vice And he got in Colonial, for the... probably? He got in for the St. Jude. 
Humana. Maybe he was hurt and maybe the spine was busted up on one of them. But I just, yeah. I was shocked that he's only started twice in the Masters. Going back, though. Do you uh, want do you have to, any other comments? You want me to run down the list of players that have finished runner-up to Brian Gay? I was looking at that earlier. Bryony Baird's in there. I know that. Bryony Baird and Luke Donald at at Harbortown. Okay. Okay. Steve Marino at his first win. (laughs) Bryce Mulder, who's not in golf anymore. No. Uh, David Thompson. David Thompson might make the Hall of Fame. Uh, maybe yeah yeah good uh, player great player charles howell the third ling birth okay and uh windham windham rewards clark windham rewards that's quite a collective collection of names we gotta also issue an apology fred funk made the cut i, I don't know if we you, were criticizing you need, you need to issue an apology don't turn this on me you don't were going after him I was not going after him. I was not at all. I just, he made the cut. Congrats. I think his average was 234 off the tee, I believe, was his average, I think, driving distance. Maybe a small sample size there, but he made the cut. Nonetheless, joins, I don't know, some extremely distinguished group. It was like Tom Watts and Jack Nicholas, somebody else who made cuts at that advanced stage on the PGA Tour. Fred I don't Funk know if Watts goes, and Nicholas did it in the opposite field Bermuda event. But this is not an opposite ahead. field event, Brendan. This is a I know. Full, I know. Fi- full field I know. 500 FedEx Cup Masters birth event that Brian Gay just won. Do not diminish Brian Gay's crowning win. All right. Here. Career okay. achievement. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But anyways, it was a fantastic Saturday. What else happened? Will Zalatoris gets his special temporary membership. He has to he was planning to Monday qualify for this was I forget who said Brentley Romine. Somebody Monday qualify at Mayakob and RSM. That's the rest of his year. So unless he gets sponsors exemption. I don't fully understand like special temporary, like he gets unlimited sponsor exemption. He's got to get to the equivalent of 125 to get his card, or he could also continue to play Corn Ferry Tour. Like if he finishes Corn Ferry Tour number one, he gets, he gets like the players yeah, and all that. And like, I I guess is that like a juggle then he has to do next year? I, I don't fully understand. Uh, I don't it know. seems like a very good player shouldn't have to do that at this point. Which well, like at the end of the day, here would be my question: Would you? Would you, as a player, be like, you know, I could go back down and play for six hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> or I could play up here for seven million dollars, and if I finish in like fifteenth, I get paid more than if I finish first on the other tour. I'd be like, oh, right. you know what, I'm going to stay up here. <laughs> the player, sense. the players is nice and all, but right, right. Okay, that's all I got. Congrats, Zalatoris. I was expected. Anything else on Bermuda? You got anybody that took a dump in the cup? <laughs> I'm sure there's some people, but I didn't. I did, uh, Doc Redmond had a really disappointing kind of fade, I thought, for playing in the final group. Who who do you have? Anybody? Yeah, I got Hunter Mahan. <laughs> 66, Is he even cup se- eligible? Yeah, 66, 75, 74, 77. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hunter, May- Hunter Mayhan's eligible for the FedEx Cup, but uh, Will Zalatoris isn't right now. I was going to say, I didn't even know he was Cup eligible. Isn't wow. that insane? It's tough. 
it's tough. The Dutch boy kind of faded pretty hard on the weekend too. Dutch boy and Ace, those guys go together like uh, ham and cheese. You know, you can buy buy some of the Dutch boys' paints at Ace. Ace Hardware. Okay. Dutch boy visit visits Ace a lot. All right, so that's your uh, Bermuda Championship. Another great year for the Bermuda. I can't believe he chased him down. Wyndham Clark was three up, and he just started getting those nerves. All right, let's go to Cyprus. Callum Shinkwin wins the uh, inaugural first ever visit to Cyprus. He wins the Cyprus Open. Um, he's he's older than I thought. I thought he was a young yeah, up and comer. He's he like tw- tw- twenty seven. He lost his card. He got it back. It's his first ever win. He was two shots behind with two holes to play. Did you watch a lot of Cyprus this weekend? <laughs> no. Two shots behind with two holes to play. He birdied seventeen. He holed out from fifty feet for Eagle to complete a back nine 29. So he shot 29. He went birdie Eagle to finish. Then uh, Cal Samuja. 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 A Finn, not to be confused with Sammy Valamaki. Interesting that uh, he doesn't spell his name with an I. I guess it's interesting. Yeah, so he for, he birdies last hole. They force the playoff, and uh, Callum Shinquin wins an extra holes. So a lot, a lot of birdies over coming down the stretch there. I'm really I don't root, anything I'm else on for Cyprus. Marcus Armitage these days. Because there's a street in Chicago named Armitage, and every time I see him, his name, I think of Armitage. Hey, that's the most loose, thin connection to root for somebody ever I've ever heard. We found out Johannes Veerman. His his name literally translates to John Ferryman. So he's in with the Scrivener Sailor Group. It's a Dutch. It literally translates to John Ferryman. I don't know why he's American or how we still have to establish like that that whole connection. Johannes Veerman, John Ferryman. As so expected, the, whole... the Sailor played well, was comfortable in the aisles. That's <laughs> true. He's comfortable out there in the Mediterranean. Just kind of <laughs> that's set a, sail. That's why we're the top gambling podcast in on uh in golf. Tipped tipped you on Scrivener in, in uh, yeah. Cyprus. I have nothing else. The new this new Cyprus thing they got coming this week sounds like a doozy. Cyprus challenge or showdown, whatever it is. It's, it's a little different. Cyprus format. is we'll just going all in in golf this year, huh? I guess. They got those Robert Trent Jones designs or whatever it was. Cabell Robinson. So Aphrodite Hills. All right. On the champions tour, we have the Timber Tech championship as the old aforementioned old course, a broken sound, a Boca Raton. Uh, Darren Clark gets his first win on the champions tour. He clips Jim Furyk. Uh, it's his first win since he won the open. Uh, first win of any kind since he won the open championship at Royal St. George's. So, good on Derek, Darren Clark. He seems to be going the opposite way of Monty. He's a little thick. He's very um, thick. <laughs> you know, he's just out there wailing away. But he's held up against Jim Furyk and some of these other guys who have really come on strong this year at the old course. So, congrats to Darren Clark for his win. It seems like you watching Ben DiNucci. What are you doing over there? I'm just watching this awful football game for some reason. Yeah. I don't know I feel why. Like this Ben DiNucci <laughs> might get murdered tonight. I think he might not make it. So, 
Um, Wentz might not make it. There's just two terrible football teams. They're they're worse than our football teams. The NFC East is like like the WGC or something. They're just like all this the hype WGC, and attention. They're like an opposite field event. Uh, but they get all this hype and attention in national television. They've got these huge markets, and they're all just bad. It's they're like, like terrible, they're like terrible Ricky. tournaments, terrible football, <laughs> something like that. I don't even know if they're Ricky. So, um, all right, yes, yeah, so Darren Clark wins. Do you have any reaction to that? Do you care? I don't really care. He overcame a penalty on Saturday. Did you see what he did? Mm-mm. He picked up his ball in the middle of the fairway, marked it, thought it was left clean in place. It was not on the second fairway. This happens more than more than on a handful of times since we've started this podcast. We've had players pick up their ball and clean it and place it when it was, that was not the conditions under which they were playing. I just don't understand how this happens. How you're not before you go mark, before, how you're not 100% clear that it is not or it is lift clean in place. Well, they you took a one shot penalty. It's probably play. like a 50-50 proposition for given the tour. The John- champions tour whether you're playing left clean place or not you know <laughs> so he wins we got some videos about bernard Lawner, who was also in the mix he was 63 maybe improving his lie in a you know a kind of underhanded way i don't know removing wood chips ball was buried and all of a sudden it wasn't when he started playing his second shot i don't know i can't test to uh the veracity of that claim but but that was a little scuttlebutt on Twitter. I'll tell you Anyways, what, congr- the Charles Schwab championship or the points list is really heating up. Bernie uh, overtook Ernie for the number one spot. No, is that true? Yeah. 63 might win it. That's their last event this coming week. Phoenix Country Club, I believe. Oh, that's where they have the, the statue in the Phoenix Country Club bar. The anchor and... yeah. If a statue, a statue at the corner of the bar, McCarran's sitting there when it collecting his, his Charles Schwab uh, championship. Champion, or Charles Schwab Cup. Yeah. The cup. The cup. Uh, who won it? Who's the guy that hold out? I always Maggard. forget this. Was it Haas? Maggard. Maggard. Uh, all right. So that's our last. What, what are the? Do you have anything else on the Schwab Cup standings you underlay, or you're just upset that Ernie's been relinquished his spot? That's okay. Ernie's got him right where he wants him. He's gonna, okay. you know, lull him into sleep, thinking he's peaking next week. You know, maybe, maybe that'll be event of the week. Masters no, fact of the day: Phoenix, this Charles Schwab Cup championship it won't, won't make be. it. It's not gonna be. You're throwing that down. Okay. Masters fact of the day: Art Wall. This is from Bama Bearcat at Bama Bearcat on Twitter. You have an Art Wall? No, God, it's terrible. Art Wall won the 1959 Masters without a single shot of his being shown on TV. Can you imagine the tweets right now these days? He won without a single shot being shown on TV. Wall started the final round six strokes behind the leaders and birdied five of the final six holes before anyone covering the tournament noticed. How about that? Unbelievable. Imagine the master winning the masters without a, a single shot making it on any kind of coverage or TV. There'd be some spicy coverage takes out there if that happened. So I feel like that could hey, have happened you, at the PGA this year. With who? Just somebody a guy somebody could have won. It was crowded. Yeah. 
And they they there were they would have been shown the the skyline and the fog. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm I'm getting quite excited for the Masters. I must admit, I'm, I'm very getting in that that frame of mind. It's very different being November, but I'm very excited. Are you upset about all these videos they're tweeting? There seems to be some debate, backlash to the backlash about you know videos of blowing the pine straw off Magnolia Lane, painting the curbs. I mean, they can do whatever the they want to do. I don't. I don't care what they do. Like I, I, it doesn't make me any more or less excited. Any of the videos, they they kind of seem. I don't know. I feel like there should be a little bit more substance to them, but at the same time, they're just like twenty second hype videos. You know. Right. I think the point is we have a Masters when we didn't expect one, and it's very unique. But it's kind of amazing, like. The effort, like what kind of effort you put into some grand Wayne Foot video, like hours of footage and narration and interviews and all. And these guys just go out, flip the camera on. Here's here's me unwinding the uh, awning. Yeah. And just these people freak the hell out and share it and like go nuts. And that, that's the brand they've built over many years. It's very strong. So um, I'm excited nonetheless for the Masters. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Um. No, not really. Football team lost. I think we're going to be that 5-1 and one team that misses the playoffs. Yeah. You don't think they're going to make the playoffs? No, they suck. Hey, how, Joe what do you? How do you feel about your your team? What? I've thrown it out the window. It was blowing like 50 miles an hour. You're just... You see Parky, he's like hitting these low bullets. He's like trying to hit these Parky like little... stinks. You shouldn't ever I have know. him kicking. I, I don't understand f- how he's even kicking in the league still. The first one he made was this kind of slinging hook that went like 10 yards off the ground. It was, unbel- it was like they're at the Eczema Classic, hitting seven irons on 130-yard holes. Uh, but like... You play on the lake in the north. Like the guys, you can't if you can't play in the wind. Like, don't put them on the team. It's like taking Phil to La Golf National. Like yeah. this is just part of the deal. You got to like you got to be able to play. Like Chicago gets the same conditions. Like if you can't play in a little bit of wind on the lake or, or colder temperatures, like that's going to be an issue. So we just I don't know. We suck. It's it's not impressive. What I what I really enjoyed watching the Bears game. Joe Buck, Aikman, just crushing, crushing Nagy, crushing huh. the Bears. Yeah, they deserve to be crushed. It's, the way, what, it's what you think all the entire time while you watch the game. Did you see the 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 linemen get confused on the stunt early in the game? Yeah. And yes. Aikman's like, that's about as basic of a, of a coverage as you could get. And it, the guy just ran right by him. At what, I mean, Aikman has this like very benign way of saying that's ridiculous. It's like I don't know about that one, uh, Joe. Like I don't know about that call. And, yeah. and and at one point there was like a helmet communication issue, right? Oh, and God. and Buck signs off. He's like, maybe it would have been better if they didn't hear that play call. Joe Buck firing shots at the play call. Might have been better if he didn't hear that one call. So I felt bad. It seemed like they were raining the heat. If I was Matt Nagy or his family, I wouldn't have appreciated that. Think about, uh, but fun. you know how great that was. They deserve all the heat. It was. It made me happy as a fan that someone was calling it out, and it wasn't rah rah. 
but like that's not yeah, able no, I... to happen on the PGA Tour. I I watched. Did you watch Thursday Night Football? Uh, I was watching Thursday Night. The pregame, they're like preset. Um, they did this whole production thing where they basically just ripped on a ton of players and teams of the NFL. Like they made fun of all these teams and players. And I thought to myself, God. You imagine having that pre-telecast of a tour event? How nuts the tour would go if you ran something that basically just mocked all the a bunch of players. Right, right. Can't do it. Can't, these guys, they're rights partners as well. Yeah, I don't know. these guys are just unloading. It, it well deserved. They should be because they're analysts. They're, that's what their job is. And I think that's the thing that gets lost so much with golf analysts is your job is to analyze the good and the bad. Yeah. Hey, does Drew Brees stink? Yeah, he stinks. The, both those teams watch... stink. It feels like he's like in the Charlie Huff zone. You remember oh. that guy who's like a knuckleball? He just, he's just like throwing junk and at this point. And somehow it's working. It's got to be frustrating if and when it does work on you. And he's like, it just it seems like he's gone. I, I've heard a lot about it. I haven't see, watched too much of him this year. I've just secondhand heard about it one of my favorite things about the whole game was that so like brady passed uh i mean breeze passed brady for the touchdown mark you know like and basically these guys are just going to trade it back and forth all year and for like the rest of the game they had this big bar at the bottom that was like breaking news uh and it was just that it's like you realize this once brady plays on monday it's going to be breaking news the other way. And then if if Breeze plays before Brady next week, it's going to be breaking news the other way. It's going to happen like seven times. I just, none of these records mean much to me. They have no resonance at all. It's like career earnings or so. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, great. He's now the, it just, it's not going to change my opinion of them. Maybe, maybe we feel that way because we've never had a real quarterback. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Anything else? You good? Nothing else. Okay. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. It was kind of a light golf weekend, but we're ramping up. Houston's going to be good. We got a little little tournament called the Masters after that. So big November ahead. Enjoy your Mondays, and we will be back with you on Wednesday.